Earth is the place that we humans call home. Two high school seniors asking the big questions and treating history as a mystery. Coming to you from Mr. Scamba's big history class, this is the Big History Roundup. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the uh, Big History Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Alex and uh, my new co-host Sina. What's up guys? How's everybody doing? Today Today is the big one. It's the biggest one yet. It's the, the, um, the little big history episode where we go through the little big history of podcasts. Yeah. So we got some uh, some good stuff for, prepared for you today. Um, well, I know Cena did his little big history on uh, bodybuilding. I did mine on uh, weightlifting, like where it comes from historically, like how is it invented, how is the concept of it popularized, and uh, what like chemical elements were used to make weightlifting equipment, like uh, iron plates and stuff like that. Yeah. So you really draw it back from yeah, because all the way from the Big Bang. The, the whole, whole concept of a little big history is to trace something modern day, like ours is modern day podcasting, and kind of, you can either see it as starting from the beginning and working out, working up to how we got to what it is today, or you could track it back, like we're kind yeah. of tracking back from where yeah. we are today and podcasting all the way back to like before humans, like what was that, what kind of um, thing can connect to podcasting today. Yeah, um, Little Big History is the main project in the, the Big History course, and it's all about taking a ordinary item or concept like uh, pencils or ketchup or uh, dancing or whatever, and tracing it all the way back from the start of the universe to where we are now. And it's really interesting how these things play out. Yeah, we just got done watching the uh, videos in class. We saw like the sailing. Yeah, a little uh, big history of sailing. Um, I liked Miranda's NASA. NASA, video. NASA that was one really that was, well done. That was well directed. I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a little big history of Spider Man. Hip hop. Little big history of Spider Man, entertaining one. Yeah, they were all good. Yeah, they were. All, everybody did a great job. Yep. Yeah. Right, but now it's time for us to. Now do it's time for ours. Yeah. The little big history of a podcast. Of podcast. That's how the podcast started, right? What do you yeah, mean? this is that's how we. It's coming full podcast. circle, Cena. Yeah, it's coming full circle. So, where do we start? I guess we should start at the pre-human threshold, and I think work our way up to modern day podcasting. So when I was doing this, I was thinking like, um, I, how are we going to connect pre-humans to podcasts? They just seem like so wildly different, right? Mm-hmm. Then I was thinking, like, how did animals tell stories to each other? Because that's what podcasting is. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's the new medium of, st- like, storytelling and communication. And I found a couple animals that do that sort of thing. Give me the notes. Pull the notes. Well, I can just start talking. So, uh, bees, actually, are able to uh, communicate with each other through, like, dances and rotations they do that indicate, like, where the pollen is and, you know, where the predators are and stuff like that. And that's, like, somewhat kind of storytelling mm-hmm. yeah that's very that's cool yeah 
bees are definitely like an interesting species other than humans that you know have I guess dancing would be their medium of telling stories yeah and like well they can't talk or like make sounds so I guess they have to like physically move to express like thoughts I don't know I don't know bees are like, like interesting cause not many like animals have hierarchies like that like they have the queen bee and they have all the worker bees I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a good complex society. It's weird. It's like we don't really think of it that much. Like, oh, they're just bees. They sting us. What was I uh, saying? Well, we were just talking about pre-human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so what we're when we trace back, it's always from the Big Bang. But when we're talking about podcasts, I think we can fast forward to uh, life. Yeah. Yeah. Because storytelling is life, you know. And it all, I mean, I think it would be a stretch to talk on. about like the way. Um, matter interacts with um, other particles of matter because Wallace you could you could kind of make some connection there I don't really think it, it's relevant enough but um, I think we should start next on like how language came to be and, like uh, how homo sapiens were like the first species to develop like spoken language well I actually got another story about animals right, but well, it's like uh, we, if you think it's cool then yeah, yeah it is cool right. so it's actually about a gorilla. You guys may have heard of this. Oh, Coco? Yeah, they yeah, can... I they love can Coco. No. No, Coco. Uh, they can, like, express ideas in sign language. They don't just, like, say words in sign language. Yeah. They can, like, tell stories. Like, there's a video clip somewhere of, like, this gorilla telling about the time its mom got killed. It's, like, saying, like, big noise, and that's, like, the gun going off. And then it's, like, mom died. Or and then it's just like so sad or something. That's what it was saying to us. That, that is sucks. crazy. But yeah, then again, gorillas, they weren't able to develop that language on their own. They have other ways that they tell those sorts of stories to each other. But it is cool to think they are capable of learning language or a type of language within with sign language. Yeah, maybe like as evolution keeps going, they'll like evolve to be able to speak sometime. All right, so. My little big history was about weightlifting, and uh, we really started at from like two different perspectives. So one of them was from a chemical standpoint. So we started talking about uh, what elements and metals made up uh, like the plates that people used to bench and squat and do other exercises with, and it has to do with the Big Bang, creating the universe, and uh, all the elements in it and also like new new chemical elements emerging and like celestial bodies and all that stuff so a lot of like the stuff that we have down on earth is from like fallen stars so um yeah like that's one take on it and then the other is from a biological standpoint so we kind of like the podcast pros started off from um, Threshold 5, which is life. And we talked about uh, like human evolution, purposes for weightlifting, how it emerged in the first place, and uh, the process of changing in weightlifting throughout the years. You want to tell us a little about, about like the history of weightlifting? Uh, yeah. Um, fitness, real fitness was first... Well, for intentional purposes, was first 
introduced in uh, about like about six thousand years ago with uh, kung fu and yoga. But before that, doing? Hunter, yeah, we're just talking about weightlifting and stuff. All right. So, um, and before that, hunter gatherers needed to have endurance and stamina and power to hunt and take down wild game. So, and also to uh, last long hunting journeys. So they needed a lot of power for that, but it wasn't really for um, well-being. It was more for like survival. So after Kung Fu and yoga, um, people really start to weightlift uh, intensely for military purposes like ancient Greece, ancient Sparta, ancient Rome, ancient Persia, the, all these like empires and civilizations started to do that. And then um, you don't really see it af- like right after. Um, all right, so after these ancient civilizations, uh, people from all walks of life, not just like military soldiers, but um, anyone really, like people knew that exercise was beneficial for uh, health and it, it could make you a, like a better person, both emotionally and physically. So people can just exercise and do what they want. And it really gradually built up to about 1950s America, 1950s Great Britain, where people uh, get the idea of including like phys ed classes in school. And people really start to stress the importance of fitness. Like um, I know like a few decades before that, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, one of our great presidents, he was a uh, staunch supporter of exercise and fitness. And he really brought out the idea that, oh, maybe more people should lift and, like, um, run run and, like, uh, do their paces and stuff. So after phys ed classes started to emerge, it became more and more of a, a part of Central American life as well as life around the world. And that's how we got it today. All right. So anyway, uh, Alex is back. So we're going to go back talking about stories. So, um, you know. Yeah, so we talked about like how bees communicate. Um, gorillas. 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 A lot of different animals. Yeah, start, just us. I think now we should go on to like, the first um, like humans and like the type of stories they would tell each other. Yeah, sure. So um, they're not exactly 100% sure why people started talking, but it's like most commonly accepted. It's like an evolutionary thing. Like it was a need-based mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they were just trying to find more efficient ways to work together because yeah. they were they were already tribed right they were already yeah and they were already like kind of based, working together and so. yeah it was all kind of just based on like um collab it was based around collaboration but the communication they had was it was prime right i mean that's yeah it started with like grunts and you know yeah, just noises grunts. they would make and then the grunts it became stuff like you know like there's a bear over there mm-hmm. but not like that because that's our language it'd be like there's a bear, special yeah. grunt for like the bear. Like, hoo, hoo, They'd make a certain. Hoo, I think huh. it'd have to do with the tone of the grunt, like whether oh danger, good, bad, you know, stuff yeah. like that. What and if they're just, just pointing like frantically, like hey? Well, they probably did. Yeah, do they that. would use like signals and body language, or just like run away and say like motion, mm-hmm. the come here motion. 
And but also the way yeah, they but like all those motions, someone has to come up with. Yeah, and the way they also told stories with um, before they had language was with uh, drawings, like on the walls. Yeah, they would draw like cave drawings of events that happened throughout the day, almost like a diary, and they would show that to their young, like what they what happened, like throwing like most of it was about the hunt because that's what they they needed to do is was hunt, so they would draw these paintings to kind of illustrate what to do and what they did and stuff like that. How often would they draw the paintings? Because, like, isn't a lot of their life hunting? I think at nighttime they would draw paintings. Seems like a lot of paintings of just hunting. What do you mean? Well, if you go they out... draw other stuff too, right? Well, yeah, I mean... Well, that's the one thing we discussed, the hunting and gathering. They had a lot more free time than, like, a farmer does. Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't have to tend to anything. They would just find it, kill it, cook it. Well, not cook it, always, but eat it. And then... Just chill out. They would just relax. Yeah. And then, you know, as language got more complex, people wanted to, like, start explaining the things they couldn't, like the sun or, like, why the sky is blue and stuff like that. Yeah, they they became... Once the hunting became less of... It took up less of their, like, brain brain capacity. Like, they weren't thinking... They didn't have to think about it as much anymore. It was becoming more more easy and natural for them. Their their mind, they would use be able to think about other things, like question, start to question things, like, and yeah. So I think that would explain a lot of the early origin stories about how everything came to be from a lot of these ancient civilizations. Yeah. Is there anyone in like particular you guys want to talk about? Like, of a, uh, I think that I interests you. I did have like a yeah, this... Native American origin story. So I'm just gonna read from it now. It's uh. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sally Nan. Let me try. Let me try. Let me try. You want to just read it? Sally Nan, Indian creation story. I don't want to read it. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. God. Nice scene. Good work. Good moves. Nice moves. Good work, boys. When the world was first finished, there was as yet no people, but the bald eagle was the chief of the animals. He saw the world was incomplete and decided to make some human beings. So he took some clay and modeled the figure of a man and laid him on the ground. At first, he was very small, but grew rapidly until he reached normal size. But as yet he had no life, he was still asleep. Then the bald eagle stood and admired his work. It is impossible, said he, that sorry, that he should be left alone. He must have a mate. So he pulled out a feather and laid it beside the sleeping man. Then he left them and went off a short distance, for he knew that a woman was being formed out of the feather. So he made a woman, and then he just went away. But the man was still asleep and did not know what was happening. When the bald eagle decided that the eagle was completed, <laughs> he re- he returned, awoke the man by flapping his wings over and flew to him. The man opened his eyes and stared at the woman. What does this mean, he asked. I thought I was alone. Then the bald, e- bald eagle returned and said with a smile, I see you have a mate. Have you had intercourse with her? No, replied the man, for he and the woman knew nothing about each other. Then the bald eagle called the coyote, called the to, to the uh, coyote. This is why I picked it. I like it. I got lost like halfway through that. So basically so a bald <laughs> eagle has come to the two clay people that... Um, well, he makes the clay dude. I their, thought he put a feather he on did. top he put, of the clay The bald dude. eagle made the clay? And then the, or made the clay people? He no, made no, the no. clay guy, and then he put a feather down, okay. and it became a woman. They... 
basically believe that they came from nature, that they were created by nature, yeah, and represented they, by the, the bald, bald eagle, eagle made them out of clay. Uh-huh. Do you think that has something to do with like their complexion too? Because like it's like um, darker for yeah. Native Americans. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but clay is a different colors. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. And then that's like Native American religion, and but. Or their origin story. Now. Yeah. I don't know if you call that religion. Well, that's how like they came up with it, and then there's a uh, you know stuff we're more familiar with, like uh. How many? The Bible origin story. The yeah, Bible the Bible. Story. The Bible, and then. But that was that written or. Well, I mean. Written after. Um, I don't know language. about. Because like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, um, the I don't know if the Old Testament, like, if they started out just saying it out loud, but I know the New Testament, like, after Jesus died, like, all the disciples went out. They didn't write it down, like, originally. They were just saying it by ear. Mm-hmm. And then, like, hundreds of years later, people decided Yeah, it was a oral story that eventually got written down. Yeah, so I just think that's, like, funny how, like, an oral story has had, like, such a big effect like on our yeah, culture, and the rest yeah, of the we world. always play that, like that game in the beginning of the year that they used to make you play to get to know your class. Oh, telephone, telephone, telephone. I play that with yeah. my kids in summer camp, and and it's, it really like demonstrates how how things are lost. That, like something like the Bible really is because these things are in, misinterpreted. Three hundred years, you don't that, you yeah. think it's exactly repeated the way? It, no, no. I think this stuff is probably like doesn't. If Jesus was real, which I'm not saying he is or wasn't or whatever, but if, if he was... Well, he was a real guy, but it's just whether Yeah, or not. we don't know that. Yeah, no, we do. The Romans know he was a real guy. He was like, how do you know that? Because they have documents on him. So? So that means he was a real guy. We have documents on Shakespeare. We don't, still don't know if he's a real guy. Shakespeare was a real no, guy, so you know. You don't guy. know that. Yes, we do. No, the only thing people question about Shakespeare is whether or not he wrote all the plays. They, it's not like he... It's not if he oh, wasn't a yeah, real guy true. or not. yeah. They don't know if Jesus don't, did everything they said he did, but they maybe knew they he was just a made, Maybe guy. these, like, random people, like, didn't want credit for what they were doing, so they just made up this whole, like, Shakespeare thing and, like, wrote, like, real documentation on him, so, like... No, there's just... The, he was... Yeah, but the they know... The theories are, even though probably not true, is that he was an actor, and... The he had, like, a different alias, him. right? No, he was just Shakespeare. They just used him at his name. Yeah. Something. I, I heard he had like a double name or something. What do you mean? What's his other name? Like he was this other guy, but then the other guy, other guy got killed, so he took oh. like a new name or something. His best friend. Actually, I uh, think I heard that. His yeah. be- you're talking about his best friend. Um, that he wrote a, uh, a Midsummer's Day about for his name. Something. He didn't take his name. Christopher Marlowe. Christopher Marlowe. They think that Shakespeare is well, just that Christopher Marlowe, right? I I, I don't there's, know. There's it's... there's all sorts of theories about Shakespeare. But we can get into his storytelling a little bit later. But right now we're talking about the yeah, Bibles. But they know. No, but like, what whatever Jesus said, like literally. Did Jesus I, it, say well, that? No, Jesus came after the Old Testament. It, no, I'm am just saying it. Like something of his message might have been skewed in like 300 years in, of oral history, and then they wrote it down. No, the Old Testament was. We should look up when Jesus, the first right? Bible was made. Because there's Judaism was the Old Testament, right? Yeah, Judaism. So they already had the origin story. It's the New Testament that is. I'm looking up Jesus when the first Bible yeah, was made. Yeah, look up when the first Bible was published. Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess? 
I'm thinking like 30 AD. First complete New Testament Bible. Why would it be 30 AD? Because that's when Jesus is 30. He was still alive, right? That's when Jesus oh, right, is 30. Right, right. Yeah, sorry. AD means after Jesus. So like no, it means probably a hundred. It means the year of our Lord. Anno Domini. Yeah. Not it's Latin. After it's Latin. For the year of our Lord. Yeah. Year of so what you find? Uh, 6th century B.C. 6th century B.C. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Sixth century before Christ? Oh, you're looking up the Old Testament. That's the Old Testament. Oh, it says Hebrew Bible, my bad. Yeah. That's the one, but that's the one that originally had... I was going to say uh, Christian Bible. Because basically, I mean, I think most people know that story of Adam and Eve. Like, God put these... Put this guy down on the Garden of Eden and took his rib, and then from his rib he made woman... Uh, the New Testament books were written by Christians in the first century A.D., and the Old Testament is the Hebrew original Hebrew Bible, the sacred scriptures of the Jewish faith, which are written at different times between 1200 and 165 B.C. What time in the first century, though? Because isn't the first century like first century is when like, Jesus started, is when he was born? Within the first hundred years, so it's like shortly after his death. Well, there's still, like, time for oral tradition to get, like, misheard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, you know, it forgotten. It doesn't have to be years. It can be, like, a day. Yeah, it's, like, well, again, like, like telephone. What if, what if one of his disciples disagreed on, with him on, like, one yeah, issue? It's from the perspective of the disciples. Yeah. So it's they, whatever they remembered. It's their memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if you guys, like, ever read about this or anything, but... Every time you have a memory, it, like, changes just a little bit. And your memory will, like, never be exactly the same as someone else's, even if you went through the same event. Isn't that the Mandela or Mandela effect? The, that is Mandela things. effect. I watched YouTube on that. Yeah, I, I don't know or what it's called. you remember things differently? Yeah. Oh, like, the question, like, does the Monopoly guy have a mustache or not? Does he, he not? Yeah, he does. Are you sure about that? Yes. Are you positive about that? Yeah, I'm positive. I bet he doesn't. Why? Does he not? Yeah, because you're making fake images in your head. And you believe it. Are you sure? I'm positive. I might be confusing him with the uh, planter's peanuts guy. guy. Yeah. What about the Pringles Pringles guy? guy. It's like all the same rich white guy. The Monopoly guy is a top hat. I know that. Oh, the Monopoly guy does have a mustache. My bad. <laughs> well, some people remember that he doesn't have a mustache. Okay. Like you? Yeah. Exactly. It's, that's called a reverse Mandela effect. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Does he have a top hat? Yes, he has a top hat. You have a good memory. I didn't know he had a top hat either. I just know what the Monopoly guy looks like. All right, so anyway. What is he carrying in his hands? It's like a stick. It's like a cane or something. That's right. On the box when he's like this. <laughs> but do you know what I was thinking? Is like, how crazy w- would it have been if you were like one of Jesus's disciples? Because you now you're like, no, you've had such they an don't... influence on the world. Yeah, I, they didn't know that at the time. They yeah, were the just time, like they some were crazy to... people at the time. They were, like nobody believed them or whatever, and they just followed. Some if guy. they if they knew what effect they had on the world, like right now, I'm pretty sure they'd be like they'd be all weirded out by it. They'd be weirded out, but they'd be like. We shouldn't do this. Because, yeah, like, all the wars so many stuff. people died, and, like, even to this day, there's, like, so much conflict and, like, crap going on, so...
Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think religion I think has a positive impact on the world, but it's just there's yeah. a lot of stuff that overshadows that impact. I don't think it has a positive impact. Yeah, well, why people, not? No, people, people lost like the meaning of it. They only like they people. A lot of people view religion as like something that can divide other people. But other people see it as a thing that brings well, people and communities together. A lot together. of people, most people, view it as like a dividing no. thing. I don't think that. I think the reason they fight over it is because they believe that the way they, like they people, come together is the way that everybody People naturally together. like to divide themselves. So like Protestant, Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopal, whatever. Um, uh, the Zionists, the Mormon, the... the you mean all Jewish? These just, all these different branches and stuff. Zionism isn't a religion, though. Whatever. They're you know what I mean? Jews that you know what I mean. Homeland. Yeah. And same with other religions, like Sunni and Shia, or the, like, the three different types of Buddhism. What's the difference between Sunni and Shia, by the way? Shia believes that like the, the cousin of Muhammad should have been the, the successor of the, the something, and then the Sunnis believe that his best friend should have inherited, like, whatever. It's just stupid stuff. It's like, it's, it's different interpretations of the Quran. But I just think it, it, it really doesn't matter what happens. What, what it's caused is like a huge problem in the Middle East. And it's literally torn the region apart. And it's ruined like millions of lives. So that's why, well, I don't think it's like dumb. I just think it, for what it's worth, it is. So from your perspective, it's more negative than it is positive. Because his yeah. overall goal is positive. It's just people, you're saying people like kind of get distracted from that. With yes, the exactly. They get, they get distracted, distracted from, from the, the faith part and the morality part and they get too into like, oh, I believe this and not that. It's more, they became, it becomes like, yeah, I definitely agree that people are obsessed with being right more than they are about just embracing whatever it is they choose to believe in. That's actually a good uh, segue into our next topic. Have you guys read uh, Beowulf? Yeah. Covered it in English. Yeah. The story about the guy, the English guy, who, like, uh, fights... Who does no, he f- he's Swedish. And he comes right, to right, Denmark, yeah. and he fights a, like, monster. Grendel. Grendel, right? yeah. A de- well, he's a demon, right? Here, I'll look up wasn't, the summary real wasn't quick. Wasn't the whole theme of the thing is that you're supposed to be, like, remembered for your actions? It's, it's, a, it's a chivalrous poem, right? It's a poem about chivalry. Yeah. About no, being no. honorable my, and how to act, basically, as a man. Yeah, and that's... I remember my English teachers telling me that, like, the difference between Beowulf and, like, Shakespeare was that in, like, Beowulf philosophy, like, you're remembered by the things that you do in your lifetime. It's, like, how you can be immortalized. For example, um, Napoleon conquered this or won this battle. And he made France a superpower through action. But Shakespeare immortalized himself through art, through words. So it's like a different way to keep yourself alive even after death. Like so many people are like forgotten and they're truly dead. But the people who you know today, like common household names, those are the people that live on. All right, and the reason we're talking about uh, this is because it wasn't originally, like, written down like it is today. Like, you can go and buy a book of it. People would actually just sit there and remember the whole thing and then tell it to other people. 
and there's uh, 3,182 lines. So I don't know if you guys ever tried to like remember a passage from a book or anything, but that's that's a lot. Yep. So anyway, here's the uh, here's a summary off Wikipedia. The the protagonist Beowulf, a hero of the Geats, comes to the aid of Rothgar, king of the Danes, whose great hall, Herat, is plagued by the monster Grendel. That's that's right, yeah. Beowulf kills Grendel with his bare hands and Grendel's mother with a si- with a giant sword that he finds in his lair. So that's like the uh, main part of it. And um, it was funny. We were just talking about like um, different religions and how they fight. Because during the time period in England when this was going on, there was like still pagans left around from like the Roman Empire and like uh, other religions. And like, yeah, yeah and they believed part of in. It was like, oh, I keep going. And they like believed in like many gods, stuff like that. And then there was like uh, Christianity. They hinted in. They added. Wasn't the, they wasn't added the whole thing it. about Beowulf is that Beowulf represents the 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 protagonist represents Christianity and the monster is like paganism. I don't. know. Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's like well, an attack on. No, but that might be something like it. The original Beowulf story that was like when the English finally, well, when the English not finally. It's just some Christian adaptation. They edited it to make it kind of fit their agenda a little bit and what they wanted. Exactly. Yeah. So then when it reached people, it kind of like subliminally affected the way they think about certain ideas and ways of life. And it would like, depending on who was telling the story at the time, like let's say it starts out and this one guy is a Christian he's telling the story and he's going to put in like things to make his religion look better in the story. All right, but then the next guy to tell it is a pagan, and he's going to, like, put down Christianity and uh, and say things, say stuff that will, like, uh, make his religion look better. So it's just going, like, back and forth, like, putting the other one down, gassing your one up. And it, I just think it's, like, interesting how it, like, affects the culture. Are we recording right now? Yeah. That's um, the thing that still happens is with storytellings and different forms of entertainment today, TV shows, movies, whatnot, is the creators take the story and they kind of, yeah, they use Oh, like Roseanne? How they, like, politified it now or whatever? Politicize it? Well, no, that was just her No, 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 um, what's it called? Grace, uh, Grace and something. Will and Grace. What's Will and Grace? Yeah, like that was a show in the '90s that had, it was about a gay guy in New York during a time yeah, where and then they, they brought the it back, but like the like, like people didn't like it because it was it was just like hint hinting at like Trump and like today's America like the entire time. No, but what the original story, the original thing was like it kind of made it showed a gay person who in the ni- during the '90s was at a controversial state of their like movement for rights. And it kind of showed them as, like, a normal person and inside of their life where people were constantly saying, like, oh, like, like bashing the gay and gay people and saying that they were, like, their agendas were wrong and they were evil people. And it kind of just put them in a... The people who made it put a gay person in, like, a normal setting showed their life on. And yeah. America embraced it, so. So I guess, like, what you're trying to say kind of is that, like, storytelling like that... stories and they use it to... And it, yeah, it like changed how we think about things. Yeah. Like just like how Beowulf changed how people thought about paganism or Christianity. What's what's the name of the show? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. 
like, uh, changes the way people thought about gay people. gay people. It just changes, like, our... Perspective. Yeah, our so cultural landscape. Right? So when you're watching Will and Grace, you're not necessarily... Yeah, you're not thinking, sitting there thinking... Oh, this guy's gay, and he's normal. You're thinking, oh, this is just an entertaining show. Yeah. And you're enjoying whatever shenanigans they get up to, or their, what happens in their lives. So, and then subliminating in life, when you see a gay person, you think of them as... Just like just the guy person. from the show. Because yeah. Did you guys see the movie Book of Eli? No, I've heard of it, Denzel though. Washington, right? No, I've seen Flight. I, I, yeah. So, I, I didn't like it that much, because, like... Can you tell us what it's boring. about? It's kind of boring, but, like... It, it was alright. The whole, like, thing at the end, though, is that, like, there's an apocalypse, and, yeah. like, Denzel's still around, and... He's, he doesn't play Denzel. He's like some random guy. And Thanks. He, he finds a Bible, and he's like, hey, what if I just memorize this whole thing? And then, like, no, no, no. The Bible gets destroyed on his, like, journey or whatever, but he memorized the whole thing, like, everything. And he got some guy to write it down at the end. So he just, like, kept Christianity alive. Sounds kind of interesting. Like, at the end, I was like, this could either be, like, really good or, like, a huge mistake. Because you see how, like, religion... Did, he, did anything get lost in his head and he changed, like, things or not? That you can argue that? You don't that. know, yeah. The movies, the movie... Portrays really it like nothing. Portrays it like nothing changed exactly, but, like... You don't know, because that's just the way brains work in real life. I mean, it's a movie, so... That's not nice to learn, but what they might have been trying to do, but, like, in real life, if someone memorized the whole thing, surely their memory fail, would fail them at some point. Yeah, I mean... Unless you're that guy that memorized, like, 2,000 digits of pi, then maybe not, but... Well, I think that's a little different, because it's, 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 like, math. remember numbers and words, I feel like. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's easier to, maybe like, remember some, a string of words. I, I, don't, I don't do either. Both are hard. <laughs> yeah, both are hard, but I feel like numbers, if you mess up, You'll know if you're telling a story and you don't get it exactly right. Yeah, you can kind of. You're gonna, over yeah. Just like sometimes you read a paper and you reread it and then you read it out loud and then you hand it in and then you look back on your Google Docs and then like there's like still errors. Yeah. Like sometimes you just brush over things. So, yeah, sometimes I don't get enough sleep and then I like see what I wrote on my test or whatever and I was like, "What was I thinking, you? <laughs> like this is dumb." Yeah. So um. So that's Beowulf. Have you guys seen The Matrix? Which one? The first one. Yeah. What about it? it. You haven't seen The Matrix? Do you understand it? Yeah, do you? I understand it. It took me like six times, though. It's not that hard to get. I gotta watch movies a lot. Yeah, he's in The Matrix, and that's it. The beginning shows like a normal-looking life, and then these like people find him, and they're like, yo, wake up. And... He wakes up, and it turns out that, like, everybody is in a simulation, and they're getting brainwashed, and these, like, AI machines are using humans as electricity because, like, they were at war and they burned out the sun or whatever. So then they're, like, using the humans as, like, a power source, and then he's, like, got to free the human race through through the matrix itself and he realizes learning, everybody. he realizes that in a fake world he can do whatever he wants so he learns how to like 
fly and do this crazy like combat stuff and then he like beats these super agents or whatever with like a gunfight it's pretty crazy it's good like action wise but it's also pretty deep like thought wise (laughs) nice nice any other movies you want to talk about because movies are uh, like storytelling, movies. I guess. Yeah, movies are stories, right? That's another model. Yeah, it's just like visual. Let's talk about podcasts. Let's talk about how podcasts are, what we're doing <laughs> right now, are another modern, modern, modern medium of storytelling. Well, we're going to have to TV talk about... shows. Oh, did we skip over Campfire uh, Stories? No, we, we just did oh, Campfire yeah, Stories. Chatting, podcasts. What are you saying right well, now? now? Movies. Well, I would, you I already said songs. movies. You songs. already said movies. We're not, said I'm not listening. We're not listening mediums. We're just talking about this medium in particular. Which medium? Podcast. Podcast. How it's basically just a way to <laughs> take conversations that people have all over the world from all their unique perspectives and give people a- accesses access that weren't part of the conversation. Podcasting's really new. Yeah, they weren't part of the conversation, and now it's a way to, li- I feel to like listen to conversations. Is a fancy way to say conversation. Because right now when we're here, I, I don't feel like we're podcasting, even though we are. Even though we are. We're just having conversations. I don't feel like we're, we're podcasting. Recording. I feel like it's just us three guys sitting around a table in my basement. That's all I feel like it is, but we're but recording reality, it, people and are we're going to show this to, this to everybody. Yeah. That's what it's about. It. It's sharing ideas at a faster mm-hmm. rate. Yeah, because normally if... You know, in the past, people sat down and they had conversations about similar topics. Well, yeah, they would be the only ones to know about it. But I now was watching Nemo's. Remember that part where, where he's telling the sea turtles the story? And then the sea yeah. turtles tell the, bird, the, the pelican the story, and then the pelican tells the other pelican. And then that pelican goes to Nemo, and he's like, yo, your dad's looking for you. Now we don't really need to do, like, one-on-one communication like that. No, now yeah. it can no, be we a don't lot need to, faster. Uh, and reach a lot more people. Can you imagine if Nemo had a podcast, how quickly he'd be saved? Yes. Depends how what kind of upload speed they got underwater. He was in a tank. So, um, Gina, you were saying podcasts were new. When do you think they were actually invented? Like, just give me like your guess. I think like 2000, either 2004 or 2010. I forget which one. No. It, you know? Yeah, I know. Apple, it's like it's, it's earlier than you think. iPod, Their Apple, first podcast. iPhone, Pod. I would say in 2001. Alright. It doesn't really matter. Early 2000. Hold on. Alright, so um, the first thing that was considered a podcast, which is like an online talk show kind of thing, it was called a. Uh, oh, crap! We skipped over. Oh wait, no, we didn't. It was the. Uh, where is it? Can you find it? Yeah. Like talking. The first podcast was called Internet Talk Radio, and it launched in 1993. So that's like before Windows didn't 95. Mark Cuban bring radio to the internet. Um, I feel like that Cuban guy did that. Why? Did you hear about that? You ever watch Shark Tank? Talk to you about? We can't talk about Shark Tank right now. We only have a couple more minutes. Bro, this is, this can go on. I mean, we have time for Shark Tank. All right, fine. 
Whenever there's an idea, Mark Cuban's like, oh, I love this idea. What is Shark Tank? It's a sharing of ideas. Perfectly correlates to what we're talking about. Yeah, but Mark Cuban's always like, I love this idea. And for that reason, I'm out. He's like scared of the idea. He's not going to invest. Like, why are you on the show, dude? He's like, I'm not feeling it. I've seen him invest before. Maybe like one time. I wonder how often the products in Shark Tank that get bought, like, bought actually like work out. The only popular one that I I've actually seen... I think my mom bought Shark Tank. It's the, um, the sponge that's yeah, a happy the face. face in it. Yeah. That, that that's from Shark Tank? Yeah. yeah, it's really famous. For that reason. I don't think any of the products really achieved that kind of success. Just some of them did well, but... And there's definitely been products that were on Shark Tank that didn't get bought that did well, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, they got missed out. Mm-hmm. Well, to talk about, like, what are podcasts? It's like it's just internet YouTube, radio. It's YouTube videos without video. It's like internet radio. Unless you don't take a video. Mm-hmm. Well, the original internet, like, radio podcast was like the fireside chats that FDR did. That's kind of where it started. Where, I mean, before radio was just for music. And, you know, music Radio was music originally was, for, like, talking. Yeah, it was for news and stuff. And stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, news broadcast. And but it wasn't like was a conversation. Music. It wasn't like a Yeah, it's not like the same. No. FDR was like. Yeah, I'm saying he Oh, was but it wasn't, it wasn't for, like, conversation between two people. Yeah. Like, now, now like, every morning, there's always, like, uh-huh. 103.7. Like, yeah, uh, yeah Big Joe about. Henry. Oh, my God. DJ Envy. 101. DJ, no, DJ 101. Wow. What? Then 101.5. Oh, yeah, and I know what you're talking about. The one I listened to is Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Charlemagne the Gaulle. They're a good one. They just talk to each other, and then they have a guest on. What about, like, Peter Rosenberg and, yeah. like... No, the guy, he's on... Like, he 97. Mm-hmm. Who's Peter Rosenberg? No, one of those talk show guys. Funkmaster Flex. Peter Rosenberg does complex now. He has a complex show. Whatever happened to uh, Joe Budden? He still does it. What happened to Joe LaPuma? What do you mean? Oh, no, does... Joe Budden quit. No, I, yeah. I was thinking about Joe LaPuma. No. Joe LaPuma's, like, a hit at complex. Joe Biden is just ever relevant. His job's so easy. He just stands there and asks questions. That's not what he does. I feel like it he is. He does so much more, and you can never appreciate what he, he does. Just, like, so just stop talking about, about it. He just looks at sneakers all you day. You know how much he knows about sneakers? He, was like he knows about, like, every sneaker. He was the head of complex sneaker department, where he would write... He would, like He was the boss of like all the sneaker articles they did, and like all the trends and all that stuff. And they had him coming to do the show. All right, so we, he knows everything about like sneakers. Yeah, we gotta stay focused. We can't make custom Pumas called the Lapumas. No, just the Lapumas. All right. So anyway, the first radio broadcast, since we're going back to uh, the beginning, got the f- it. Got what? I'm <laughs> sorry. Continue. <laughs> the first radio broadcast <laughs> was uh, started in Brent, Brant Rock, Massachusetts. For uh, music and entertainment in the 1900s, 1910s. I forget the exact date. So, uh, so it was, right? It was for music originally. Yeah, entertainment. No one said oh, it wasn't. Like, they, I remember that, like in the Christmas story, they have that. Um, yeah, they have like the Ovaltine thing. It was thing. the Ovaltine thing where they would tell us the story. Like it was just be, the, like a for, show. Okay, I'm going to ask this question. Like Smokey and the Bandit, right? 
What's the difference for like in your guys' opinions between like like Spotify or Pandora and like what the podcasts we're doing now? Pandora's for music. Exactly, but like, like. What do you mean? I don't understand the question. Like, um, why are, why aren't solely music things called podcasts? Like, why are they? Why don't they have like? What? Because like cast is like radio broadcast, but music like is radio music. that in the car that you listen to is like bo- it's both like discussion, commercials. Why and isn't music. that called a podcast? But like what we're doing—that's a broadcast because it's a broad range of things, right? A podcast is specifically conversation. I don't know. I don't, I I'm not sure about that. I don't know the technical you... terms, but that sounds pretty right. I don't think so. I think it's like um, uh, so they have radio, they have conversations like we're doing. Mm-hmm. Then they have commercials constantly, and then they have music. We have just talking. And then, like, Pandora or Spotify has only Well, I think music. it's different. It's like a radio show. Do you think if we introduced music, we'd still be a podcast? No. Why not? We'd still be talking. Because I'm pretty sure the definition of a podcast is, like, you can only talk in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we did a pretty good job connecting podcasting to its pre-human threshold and well, everything wait, between. Hold up, hold up. What else do you have? Any? Do you guys have anything else? Well, I I want to trace it back. We I don't we think trace we, it back right. To I the don't bees think we did it the, yet. The, the bees right. and the monkeys. Well, I want to talk about radio for a little bit more, but then we can talk about podcasting yeah, yeah, on another episode. Now hear me out later. What? All right, hear me out now. Then. Um, so let's fast forward to life. So life emerges, you know, you know the drill. Then, um, and like people, not not people. Um, sorry, organisms start to make different calls for survival purposes. Oh, we're so you're doing for mating? Yeah, purposes. he's doing like a recap. Oh, I'm doing the recap. Right, so they start doing making for like out of they the ones that are able to make sounds are the ones that um pass on their traits because the ones that make sounds can um, mate they can uh, survive better for like communication purposes so those ones I assume are the ones that go on and survive while the ones that don't know how to make sounds or um, communicate in some sort of fashion die so then um, humans come along with yeah, humans come along with a lot of other organisms. The ones that eventually, these organisms, including humans, evolve so that the like those who can communicate um, survive, and those who can't don't. So, in, for, for example, for humans or like uh, wild dogs, they can communicate with each other and coordinate an, a plan to hunt a animal. And work together collectively while those who can't are going to, like, focus on different things and they can't get anything done and then they starve and die. Right? Yeah, sounds about right. So then uh, we... So one's capable of language. Yeah, so then we start forming societies, hunter-gathering, like, nomadic groups. And that's when communication starts to, like, rapidly change. I, I assume I didn't research this 
but um, it starts to change at a rapid rate, and then we start seeing like la the first languages form. Um, That'd be interesting to look up. What's the first language? No, the, it's like there's different branches. And today, the two two biggest ones are Indo-Aryan, I believe, and Sino-Tibetan. Those are the two biggest ones. Like Sino-Tibetan is like East Asia, Japanese, um, Chinese area, uh, like Tibet, stuff like that. You know, like you know, like that type of language. But Indo-European, Indo-Aryan is like from India westward. Oh, and then uh, African was uh, something else. I forgot. But then anyway, so all these languages start to form, and then we out of that we start to learn agricultural practices. We start we begin to pass on that knowledge through language, and that goes into the threshold of agriculture, and then. Onto modern revolution, etc. Okay, I think that was a pretty good recap. I mean, you left out origin stories and stuff like that. All right, well, I'm going to read you guys some of the most famous radio broadcasts in the United States. All right, let's get it. What do you guys think they are, first off? NPR. Joe Rogan, right? M no, like, I've heard of like events that were broadcasted on the radio. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Moon Landing. Moon Landing? The moon Landing. It's not on the list, actually. Oh. That's more TV. I don't know. Uh, is JFK there? No. The most um, watched radio or most tuned into radio event? Yeah. Is MLK there? I'm yeah, MLK is Let's there. Go, boys. Um, Something about Gandhi, maybe. I don't know. No. What about like apartheid? No. No. Um, What's the time period? Just when radio was in its prime. So, the 20th century. Here, like, I'll just read you. Major stuff. No. So it's the War War of the Worlds broadcast. Okay. What even is that? Mars? Yeah. Mars We've talked about this before. Oh, the alien thing where they were like, ha ha. Yeah. Uh, victory over Japan in World War II. Okay. MLK's I Have a Dream speech. That was big. That was also big. The Hindenburg disaster and then the Cuban Missile Crisis. So the Hindenburg that, disaster wasn't even that big of a deal. I feel like okay. it... Yeah, all right. That's just my opinion. It's just like a blimp that blew up, right? When you compare it to the stuff that happens in today's world, I guess it is. When you compare it to, like, everything in the 20th century, too, like... All right, well, and then, you know, you have FDR's fireside chats. And this actually started the whole weekly address thing that the president does. So he would, like, address the nation through the radio, through his own, like, talk show, kind of. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, we do. Like what? what? Trump goes on Twitter and makes a video every week. That's his thing. It's videos now. I don't look now. at his Twitter. Well, I'm just saying, it's a thing they do. All presidents do it. I remember Barack Obama, when he was president, you'd, like, open the t oh, like turn on the TV, and it's, like, his face up close to the camera, and he's, like... Hey, everybody. Yeah, that was his weekly address. That was not weekly. It the was State like of the once. Union? It was like once a year. Are no, you talking about that. the State of the Union? Not that. You probably only watched it once a year. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. They're hard to open, right? You gotta look. Go to the side with the black box. Now the shorter side. 
of that side. And then President Bush actually started a podcast. Okay, so there's for, two okay. sides of the black box, the right God. and the left. Now go to the left. All right, and then uh, President Bush actually started his own podcast when he was in office. <laughs> really? Yeah, for his <laughs> weekly addresses. Because that's the thing they do. They give weekly addresses. See, you know? And what? then... Uh, nothing, forget it. And podcasts quickly, like, grew in audience sizes. Like NPR, who make a lot of podcasts, they get 128 million listeners a month. And Joe Rogan, by himself... Like, NPR is a network, right? Mm-hmm. And then Joe Rogan, he just makes his one show. Uh, he gets 11 million, right? And then you have people like Anderson Cooper. He has a show on CNN. You want to know how much he gets? Five. 2.3 million. Wow. So, I like Anderson Cooper. He's Yeah. But the He's point is that, like, this new form, this new form of media is, like, beating out, like, it's news networks. It's yeah. Yeah. Compared to, like, CNN. Well, podcasts are booming. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing more and more and more people making podcasts. Because most people, if not everybody, has access to the internet, and podcast is a free thing that you and you can learn a lot, and it's enjoyable, it's entertaining. And here, let me read you some technical stuff about coming up with a radio on the internet. Before the advent of the World Wide Web in the 1980s, RCS, Radio Commuting Services, provided music and talk-related software to radio stations in a digital format. So, like, it was like uh, digital, like podcasts are, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the World Wide Web yet. So they took that technology, right, and they put it onto the internet, and that's how everything got started. Uh... And then the first podcast I said already was called Internet Talk Radio. So that basically brings us from pre-humans like bees all the way to the internet and the modern revolution and what we're doing now. Yeah, and how huge podcasts are. And it's a global thing. It's like a way to globally... Yeah, it's like connects the whole world. Communicate. Yeah. So was Cena anything else to say? Ooh, I kind of just like a fun topic to end off with. I don't know if Scum is going to want to keep this, but just to have some more, you know, discussion. Is storytelling in video games, like Fallout and Skyrim, and what kind of inf- like cool things they people guess, do with that? Guess one video game that I've played. One. One video game. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Nope. Fortnite. Nope. Are you just tell us? FIFA. Yeah, it's FIFA, isn't it? Like few times. I don't own it. Okay, what do you own? Mario Kart. Nice. It's not telling a story, though. That's just you racing. A, a game that I own that tells a story, Lego Star Wars. Nice. Does that... Fine. That counts. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Fallout is really cool. I mean, yeah, it's just another format of telling stories. Yeah. And it put, it's very immersive, too. Like, you're put into the story, and you get to alter the story. Yeah. That's visual, though. No, but they still tell a story. You close your eyes and you like listen. Yeah, but so are movies. But we didn't stop you talking about. You don't close your eyes and watch a movie. I know, but you still talked about movies. We still let you ramble on about Finding Nemo for ten minutes. Video games are very immersive. I just watched it like today. I had to talk about it. 
You excited for the new Fallout? Yeah. I, cool. I don't want to do Todd Howard's bidding on our show, though. talking about Fallout for, like, nonstop the past three days. Thanks. It must be a big deal. It's fun. It's cool. It's a cool it's game. A way to it's a fun it's time. bigger than Fortnite. No. Probably. Oh, you mean... He means, like... Probably? In oh, fa- is it? Fortnite's bigger as a game. Yeah, bigger as a game. It's physically Alex, bigger. But it's not as popular as Fortnite. I was no. telling Alex it's going to make a billion dollars this year. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it's, it. It's a free game. They had a. I it's was watching. Free, I was it's watching. Oh, this billion is interesting. Dollars. Yesterday, I was on Twitch and I was watching. They had this. Uh, they had E three, which is the big video game conference every year, and they did a. For, uh, they did a Fortnite. Okay. When did you stop? Like how long? You were talking about E three. Well, yeah. So at E three, they had a big Fortnite event, or it was like a tournament, and they were outside in this giant stadium, customized to Fortnite, and they had professionals and and celebrities that teamed up and they played a big tournament, and the winner got a million dollars to give to their charity of choice. And, like, second place got, like, 500000 third got, like, 250000 and so on. So it's pretty awesome to see the scale of these, like, this platform. And, like, 700,000 people are watching this event, which is, like, the biggest number ever for a video game. Yeah. I'm not too big into, like, whatever. Fortnite? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This Best has question. been the this Big been, History Podcast yeah. with your host and your main host, Nick Figueredo. And wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> and also seen on Alex. Yeah, yeah right. well, that's how it is. Thanks, everybody. I Sign made the off. notes. You guys talked about Nemo and uh, Fortnite. See ya. So. <laughs>